Hello, this is Representative Pam Powers Hanley. Welcome to my podcast, A View from the Left Side. For many years in the Arizona House, my seat was on the far left side of the chamber. As a progressive Democrat and one of the most independent representatives in the House, I always believed that that was a fitting seat for me. This podcast features in-depth interviews with newsmakers from all walks of life, as well as political and social commentary. Thanks for joining me on the left side today. Season 2, Episode 5 of A View from the Left Side is a compilation of legislative updates that were recorded between February 18, 2022 and March 8, 2022. They include a variety of topics from bullying in the Arizona House to voter suppression, the border wall, and remembering Senator Olivia Cajero Bedford. Bullying in the Arizona House is Unprofessional, recorded February 18, 2022. Today's video is about bullying. There's been a lot of talk this week about bullying in schools and what to do about it, but this video is about bullying in the Arizona legislature. You see it every day on the video if you are a legislative watcher, and I know many of you are. We saw it in the Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday when we were discussing bullying in schools. People got bullied when they were trying to testify. Representative Epstein got cut off when she was trying to explain her vote. On the floor of the House on Thursday, we had lots of votes and many, many contentious bills. I hear that the Republicans and the House and the Senate have as many as 70 to 100 voter suppression bills. There are so many gun bills. There are anti-science bills. There are anti-public health bills. These are passing out of committee, of course, and on the floor on a party line vote. And the Democrats are pushing back against them. So what does that get us? More bullying. I have said this for many years. I have been in the House for five years. This is my sixth year. And I see repeated bullying of the Democratic women. It was on full display on Thursday, particularly with Representative Epstein. She is so smart and so articulate, and they do not want you to hear what she has to say. She was interrupted and shut up and cut off multiple times. I was also bullied on the floor of the House on Thursday, and this is a repeat pattern. You might remember a few years ago when so many women did that 38-mile march for the Equal Rights Amendment. Democratic women in the House were gaveled down by then-Speaker Pro Tem T.J. Shope when we tried to introduce the ERA supporters who were in the gallery. One after another, he cut the women off. This is happening repeatedly. This also happened many times with my good friend, Representative Isela Blanc, when she was in the legislature. Her last few months in the legislature, she could barely speak without somebody calling point of order from some stupid rule that they made up. It's just abominable. If they didn't have so many bad ideas, we wouldn't be fighting back and talking so much.
Republicans push 100 voter suppression bills, recorded February 22, 2022. Well, today we had a long day at the Arizona House with many, many, many bills, uh, mostly unnecessary bad bills. And today's video is about 10 voter suppression bills that we considered. One was retained, but the other 10, of course, passed on a party line vote, which was somewhat ironic because Representative Tim Dunn proposed HCR 2015, which would force voters to have a 60% vote to pass a citizen's initiative. But no, voter suppression, you only need a one vote majority. We have two bills from Representative Jake Huffman that are clearly designed to suppress uh, voter registration. We have HB 2236, which we saw last year, this one says that you can't register somebody to vote who hasn't asked. So in other words, this would eliminate uh, going door to door to register voters. Uh, They have to ask you. Uh, The second one, HB 2494, this is basically governmental overreach and make work, but it also suppresses voter registration. This says that when the Secretary of State or county elections officials do voter registration someplace, they have to put on their website where they were and who was there, what employees were there. Well, this is an anti-worker bill because it would open workers up to intimidation when their names were on the website. It's also make work because often these events are posted in advance on the website. And so this would say, oh, you know, the thing we said we were going to be at on Saturday. Yes, we were at Saturday. And by the way, these five people were there registering voters. Next, we have four bills from Representative of Shauna Bollock, you'll remember that Bollock is running for Secretary of State. So the first one is HB 2378. So this weakens the Secretary of State, which is ironic because she's running for Secretary of State. And it says that if the Secretary of State settles a lawsuit, she or he has to tell all the county recorders who might be affected. And then the county recorders basically have a veto power. They can say, oh no, we don't like that settlement. And then the Secretary of State can't accept it. You know, again, that weakens the Secretary of State and it is obviously aimed at some of the lawsuits that Secretary of State Katie Hobbs got involved in with the Stop the Steal. And so, you know, we got to stop any of that kind of voter protection, right? HB 2379. And this is about the election procedures manual that is published by the Secretary of State. So this says if any provision in the manual conflicts with statute, then statute prevails and the provisions are unenforceable. Well, this would create chaos because you would never be able to know what was right and what was wrong in that elections manual. And it could create mistakes down the line, which would create challenges. And again, all of these bills, really all 10 of these bills are are designed to create chaos in our election system in the state of Arizona. Another Bullock bill, HB 2602, would eliminate early voting centers. And it makes it really difficult to have emergency voting centers. You have to have like a true emergency, whatever that means. Another Bullock bill is HB 2703. And so this is secure online signature collection. So you probably know that Arizona has an online signature collection system called EQUAL. You can sign legislators, 
election petitions. You can donate $5 to clean elections candidates on that system. We just had redistricting. The counties have not uploaded all their maps. And there's a long procedure to switch over to completely different precincts and different legislative districts after a redistricting thing. So it's unrealistic to think that there would be no gap in service with equal because they have to upload the new maps and they have to draw the districts. It's unworkable. Again, what we heard is that the counties often upload their maps to the system at different times. And so you would have some maps that were the right ones, the new ones, and some were the old ones. Petitions would be co-mingling. So the candidates really wouldn't know those are verified signatures for the correct direct district or not because the citizens didn't know because the system was put up when it was not ready to be put up. Lastly, we have a Representative Fillmore Bill 2289. This one requires two poll watchers at every precinct and they have to be one from each party. There are 1,489 precincts in the state of Arizona. This would be 3,000 people you'd have to muster to do this. There is a current system. This has no appropriation attached and is basically unworkable. Again, 10 bills, 10 bills to mess with your voting rights, 10 bills. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. These bills create chaos in our system and make it harder to register people to vote. And so these are bad ideas and we need to stop the Republican party. They have become the party of chaos. Workforce Development and Nursing, HB 2691. Floor vote explanation recorded March 24, 2022. Am I rise to explain my vote? Please vote. Thank you, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem. I want to thank Representative Osborne for championing medical workforce development in Arizona. HB 2691 is a very well thought out and important bill. We all know that Arizona has a nursing shortage. HB 2691 will help us close this gap in healthcare because it will provide training and professional development for nurses at multiple levels. This bill helps people get into nursing and it helps seasoned nurses improve their skills. Please join me in enthusiastically voting yes for this important bill, which will be a big step toward improving access to care in Arizona. To fix housing crisis, focus on ending preemption and keeping people housed. Recorded February 28, 2022. I decided this year that I was going to focus on housing and access to health care. So today's video is about the eight bills that I proposed related to housing, particularly affordable housing and how to prevent homelessness. I broke up my housing bills into two main chunks, one chunk being ending preemption of local ordinances and the other one being keeping a roof over people's heads. Firstly, on the preemption angle, I found out that there are Lots of preemption laws that were passed in the legislature before I ever got there that hamstring innovation at the local level. My bill, 2193, is one of those bills that ends preemption. This bill is focusing on repeal of SB 1487. This has been called the worst preemption bill in the country. This is the one that eliminated Tucson's gun buyback program, although we here in Tucson like that program, right? 
So what happens under 1487 is any legislator can see a local ordinance and say that is unconstitutional and have the attorney general investigate it. And if the attorney general finds that the local ordinance is more restrictive than the Arizona law, the local ordinance is gone. So 1487 is a horrible bill. Another one that I have is HB 2446. This is repeal of the preemption on inclusionary zoning. Inclusionary zoning is something the Tucson City Council used to talk about a lot. This is a situation where you have a development and the City Council says via zoning that a certain percentage of that development has to be affordable or low income. Well, the reason the city of Tucson isn't talking about that anymore was that the state preempted inclusionary zoning. So 2446 would get rid of that preemption. There's also repeal of preemption bills that some of my colleagues have proposed. For example, repeal of the preemption on rent control. Also, Representative Butler along with Senator Wendy Rogers and Representative Blackman, all three of them have proposed repeal of the deregulation of short-term rentals. Short-term rentals have been very bad for many towns in the state of Arizona, particularly cities like Sedona. There are so many short-term rentals in Sedona that it's really difficult for people who live there to actually rent or buy homes because the market is so tight because of the vacation rentals. So we need to get rid of that deregulation and we need to be able to regulate those short-term rentals on the local level. The other part of my bills are aimed at transparency in leasing and keeping people in their houses. For example, you may remember in 2021, I proposed my truth in renting bill. That bill got all the way through the house, but died in the Senate. Oh, well. This year, it didn't even get a hearing. So this year, my truth in renting bill is HB 2794. This looks at transparency in leasing. What I found being a renter up here in Phoenix is that the leases have lots and lots of fees and hidden things in them. I found out that there are multiple services that I had to pay for that I didn't want or need. And so what Truth in Renting says is that if there are services on there that are non-essential and you don't want them, you shouldn't have to pay for them. The Bill also says that if you've paid most of your rent, they can't evict you. Now you can pay like 80% of your rent and you can still be evicted. And so what that does is it churns the market. You know, when people are evicted, corporations make money because they get fees from all those new people coming in. Truth in renting is a really good thing. Another bill that I have proposed, it's also related to leases and truth in renting in a way, but it's a separate bill, is HB 2792. What I have also noticed in signing all these 40-page leases over the last five years is that there's usually a page about marijuana. And it says, even if your state has legal marijuana, you can't consume cannabis in your apartment. So 2792 says that anything that's legal in the state of Arizona can be used inside your apartment that is in Arizona. I also have HB 2793. This one is about skyrocketing rents. I have heard so many people talk about uh, their rent doubling. 
For example, there's a lot of corporate apartment buildings, obviously, in Phoenix and Tucson, and these things are constantly being bought and sold. I've had at least three of the apartment buildings that I've lived in that have been sold while I lived there or when I was about to move out. And so what happens is they they get bought and sold by speculators. They double the rent, and sometimes they just slap on a little bit of paint, and then they double the rent. I have heard the doubling the rent story far too many times, and so HB 20. 793 says that they can't raise the rent more than 10% in a year without major renovation. So if they come in and gut the place and completely redo it, you know, they can raise the rent more than that. But if they're just slapping on a little bit of paint and raising the rent because they think that's what the market will bear, that can't be done with 2793. I also have 2522. This is the Elderly Assistance Fund. This is one that I've been proposing for several years also. My bill didn't go anywhere, but there is a Republican bill that is very similar that is moving forward. 2522, what it says is that if you're a low-income senior and you are living in an area where it's been gentrified and property taxes have gone up and you can't afford them, you can apply to this elderly assistance fund and they will pay your property taxes so you can keep in your family home. Lastly, the last bill that I have related to housing is HB 2195. This would fully fund the housing trust fund. Yeah, we haven't been doing that. I don't know why. It used to be automatically funded until Russell Pierce got a hold of the budget many years ago, and then it's had sketchy funding. So with the preemption, with the predatory landlords, with the landlord-tenant laws that favor landlords over tenants, and then with, you know, sketchy funding on the housing trust fund over the last 10 years, we created the problem that we're in. I don't think that we're going to be able to build our way to affordable housing using tax credits for developers because the legislature doesn't have the will or the guts or the commitment to put that much money into it. So I think we have to look at ending preemption and letting the cities innovate and also keeping people housed. We should be on the side of the people and the tenants and the homeowners rather than mortgage companies and the landlords. Trickle-down economics and SB 1093 vote explanation in Ways and Means Committee recorded March 2nd, 2022. Representative Powers Hanley. Uh, Madam Chair, may I explain my vote? Please proceed. Thank you, Madam Chair. Mr. Dunn is correct. This is an equity issue. We have heard a lot of praise today for trickle-down economics. As we have learned over the past four decades, trickle-down economics has made the rich richer and has dramatically hurt the middle class. SB 1093 shifts the property tax burden to allow commercial real estate owners to pay less. This shift will likely increase property taxes on homeowners and could bring calls for higher sales taxes to fill the gaps in the future. Yes, the JLBC fiscal note is a static example in time, but the majority party's lust for continuous tax cuts is not static. Some parts of Arizona already have sales tax over 10%. High sales tax, high property tax for homeowners, and poor schools also hurt Arizona's competitiveness. The millionaires became billionaires during the pandemic, while the homeowners and the renters saw skyrocketing costs. This bill picks winners and losers, with regular folks being the losers again in the state of Arizona, and I vote no. 
Republicans propose $900 million for border wall and more, recorded March 8, 2022. Today's video is about the border. I thought that you all should be updated on what the legislature is doing regarding the border because we have appropriations totaling $900 million for the border wall and border security and reimbursement for people who live along the borders. When you got that much money at play, I think the voters need to be informed about what's going on. So the first bill is HB 2506. This was proposed by Majority Leader Ben Toma. What this is, it's reimbursement for counties and municipalities who are along the border and who participate in activities with the Border Patrol or Border Security. So this allows them to be reimbursed. It's $30 million non-lapsing funding. So this is an ongoing fund. You'll know that we don't even really give ongoing funding to the schools. They have to beg every year. But this is $30 million non-lapsing funding. It sounds like a great idea. The problem that I have with it is that there's already federal funds for this. And so this state fund would allow these counties to be double dippers. They would be able to get reimbursement from the state and from the feds. And so I voted against that bill. The next one is 2552. This is a strike everything from Representative Griffin. This is for $20 million for a Cochise County Detention Center. She had another bill, which was 2537 for $100 million for the same detention center, but that one didn't go anywhere. The $20 million price tag did get out of the house. I voted against this because it was going down in flames initially with the appropriation, but then Representative Griffin just stood up at the microphone and started talking about border security, illegals, drugs on the border. Oh my God, oh my God. And then the Republican votes came up and there was actually a Democrat who also gave her the deciding vote. Again, what she was talking about were federal crimes. If she wants a detention center in Cochise County to deal with federal crimes, the feds should pay for it and not the state. If this is a detention center to take care of people in Cochise County, then I think the Cochise County Board of Supervisors should find the funds for it and not the state. Lastly, we have two different bills to fund borders construction and finish the wall. The first one is HB 2317 from Representative Kavanaugh for border security, border maintenance, and construction of the border wall. And the second one is a whopping $700 million from Senator Wendy Rogers. This is SB 1032 for basically the same thing that Kavanaugh's bill is, except that Rogers has a more grandiose idea about what she's going to construct. So anyway, this is almost a billion dollars in border security bills and border wall construction bills. The border is a federal issue. I don't know why we're doing it. Just because Trump couldn't finish the stupid border wall doesn't mean that the state of Arizona has to throw away funds at this project. We could put $900 million into a lot of things besides this. Remembering Senator Olivia Cajero Bedford on the floor of the Arizona House, recorded March 8, 2022. Ms. Powers Hanley. Thank you, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem. I rise to make a comment regarding Senator Cajero Bedford. Please proceed. 
Thank you, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem. I want to thank the body and thank Representative Kano for pulling the resolution together. Livia Cajero Bedford was a friend and a mentor of mine. She had been in the legislature for a very long time before I decided to run. I value her friendship, and I also value the friendship of Carmen Cajero. I met her when she was advocating for the Arizona Cancer Center because I worked at the Arizona Cancer Center. And so the family has made a great impact. And my husband, who grew up in Arizona, remembers the days when his mom was so shocked that she had to pay for textbooks for eight children. And he always remembers the Cajeros for the textbooks and the other good work that they did. And I'm proud that the family is here. And thank you all for sharing her. And thank you for allowing me to speak. Thanks so much for tuning in to A View from the Left Side today. If you enjoyed the show, please consider liking this podcast on social media and becoming a subscriber. This is Representative Pam Powers Hanley signing off. Until next time, please take care of yourself, stay healthy, and stay vigilant.